you know what's another upset? Two documentaries that I saw, the only two documentaries I saw this year, neither made it into the Oscars. Jane from National Geographic, it was going to be the front runner. Nothing. It's not nominated. And then Long Strange Trip. Who doesn't want to see a six-hour multi-part documentary on the Grateful Dead? I watched it three times. By the way, I don't know anyone that can name a single song by the Grateful Dead. Candyman. Brown-Eyed Woman. Donut. Okay, welcome to Fresh Films. We're a podcast devoted to films that have been released in Evanston. Today we're going to take a break from recommending some new films and talk about films that came out last year. Specifically, our favorite and least favorite films of 2017. I'm Margaret Carlano. I'm Marcus Galliano. And I am Elliot Gronsberg. So, Elliot, you want to start us off? Start off, I'm just going to say, best of the year, call me by your name. Worst of the year, friend request. Those are my picks. If you listen to our Call Me By Your Name podcast, you would know just how much I love the film. I thought the acting was just phenomenal. Timothy Chalamet hopefully is going to become one of the greats of this next young acting generation. Even if he doesn't win the Oscar this year, which he probably won't, I hope to see him in in some really great stuff in the future. And Army Hammer does have that really weird alpha male look and sound to him but he did a good job in the film being basically exactly that and then Michael Stuhlberg he's always great just to see him in a film warms my heart a little bit because he's just spent so many years playing weird Jewish men and I hope that continues forever and then Sufjan Stevens three contributions to the soundtrack Mystery of Love, Visions of Gideon, and a remix of the previous song, which I don't know off the top of my head, but it was a good contribution nevertheless. I've heard some rumors that Luca Guadagnino is working on a sequel. I don't know if James Ivory will be back to write the screenplay. I know he and the director had a little bit of of a fight about rewrites and about the director not wanting to include full frontal nudity. So it might just be Luca this time doing the writing and the directing which could be interesting. I've heard that it might tackle the AIDS epidemic, and it might be the second entry in a series that follows Elio's whole life, kind of like the Up series of documentaries about British school children, or the Before trilogy by Richard Linklater, or I guess it's most like Francois Truffaut's series following Antoine Donnell, starting with 400 Blows and continuing for 20-something years. So, Call Me By Your Name, definitely best of the year. I think there's no contest. Whatever these other guys say, not gonna measure up to Call Me By Your Name. I bet neither of them have a Best Picture nomination. Call Me by your name does. Mm, that's because we already told you, asshole. <laughs> Just watch. This is how we'll say goodbye to us when the time comes. Later. <laughs> Meanwhile, we'll have to put up with him for six long weeks. <laughs> Worst of the year, friend request. Now, I don't really want to relive this film too much, but it takes all the tropes of college student 
haunting kind of thing. It injects some social media into it, and I feel like most of the time they're, they're not even trying on a technical level. The cinematography is not only bland, but I feel like there's some definite technical errors at some points. And... The sound is muffled a little bit at times, and I think the mix was just a little off. It has been a while since I actually saw the film, so I I can't tell you specifically what scenes, but I know that visually and sonically, it's nothing to applaud, especially considering the amount of time they spend looking at Facebook pages and like little videos that pop up on the Facebook. I really kind of regret spending money watching this film. I'm not a huge horror movie fan, though I I do end up seeing most of the horror movies that, that come out. And I would say that if something classic like The Exorcist or Poltergeist or even something new like Get Out is kind of at the top of the scale, this is the bottom or below the bottom. It went below like laughably bad and it was just... I mean, there's a scale, I guess. You have, like, good movies, and then you have movies that aren't so good, but they're not bad enough that you can actually sort of enjoy the badness. And then you hit something that's so bad that it's actually good, like The Room. But then I think there's something lower than that, where there's no way to explain away its inferior quality, and there's nothing really to enjoy about it. So you end up with something uninspired that's just trying to latch on to recent trends, something like social media. So it was definitely my worst of the year, though I have to admit I didn't see the Emoji movie. I didn't see Wish Upon. So one of those could be worse. Not sure. Marcus, what about you? Well, start off with the best. My best movie of the year, at least that I saw, was Dark Horse that came out earlier in 2007, I think around March or April, and that would be The Lost City of Z. Uh, The story is about the British Colonel Percival Fawcett, who in the early 20th century led an expedition in South America to find a lost city, and other stuff happened that would spoil the story, but I mean, he's a real guy, you can look up what happened to him. I watched this movie in March. I'd seen early critical praise for it, and I just, I went to this theater, and I just, I saw it on a big screen, and I just let the story just kind of soak into you. It's this epic, almost in the style of like a Lawrence of Arabia, or one of Kurosawa's epics like Ron or Kagamusha, where it's this big scale thing and you have this character that you love and relate to so much, and that's really what Charlie Hunnam has done with this character Fawcett, and he's, I've always been kind of skeptical of Charlie, Charlie Hunnam, because he just seems to be, at least before, one of those guys who was kind of handsome and he could act okay, Hollywood just said, okay, you're an actor. But in this film, I've never quite seen what he brings to this anywhere else in his filmography he just he captures so much pathos and you just feel such a sense of camaraderie with him as he starts to slowly become more and more obsessed with finding the city it's so good it looks beautiful everything about it just feels real it never feels artificial or fake none of the emotions feel contrived the music is also excellent it's this big sweeping orchestral it's like a Hollywood epic only it's like a new age Hollywood epic where it's less about this, this sort of this grand 
Andor and more about like the nitty gritty of maybe sort of losing yourself in the mud and the murk like the Gire of the Wrath of God by Werner Herzog. It's a lot like that except you really resonate with this character more than you would a Gire. Uh, music's great. Cinematography is excellent. It's very well directed. Robert Pattinson makes a great supporting role turn as one of Hunnam's allies in his expedition. It's just a very, very good film. To dream, to seek the unknown, to look for what is beautiful is its own reward. A man's reach should exceed his grasp. Or what's a heaven for? Now, my worst of the year. Oh boy, let's get into it. Um, my worst pick of the year has got to be the Netflix live-action Death Note film, which, yes, I'm counting as a film because it had a feature-length running time, and I sat through it. Now, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I'm coming in with this one with a little bit of a bias. Death Note is a franchise that's based off of an anime series also called Death Note, and if you've never seen that, I very strongly recommend it. It's excellent. And what the story is, it's about this teenager who comes into the possession of a notebook where if you write someone's name down while imagining their face, they will die of some circumstance within, I think it's like a minute, 40 seconds. It's like a short amount of time unless you specify otherwise. What this character does is that he decides to use it to kill the criminals of the world. And as he begins a sort of crusade against these criminals, a sort of Sherlock Holmes inspector character comes forth who has his identity uh, veiled and sort of comes into conflict with him as they try to outfox each other and and catch one another. One guy's trying to kill him, other guy's trying to arrest slash kill him. You get the idea. Um, the original series is a very smart, very thrilling, tense narrative about the nature of justice in a modern world, um, what it means to be truly moral, just great, interesting stuff. It never comes down with like a hard answer. It's very ambiguous, but in the right kind of way. Death Note, the film, is none of that. There's no thematic through line. The characters act with such abandon to logic that it's actually really baffling. They're poorly written. They're underdeveloped. Uh, what else? Oh yeah, music. Music's terrible, which is inexcusable because the original score was composed by a guy who has an Oscar, and it's based off a series that had excellent music. There's no thematic through line, there's no interesting dynamics, it's just a shit show. What about Willem Dafoe? His character is underdeveloped. Willem Dafoe plays, in the original series, there was a sort of demon character that bequeaths the titular Death Note to the protagonist. Willem Dafoe plays this character in the film, but we don't get any sense of idea as to what he is. He never says what he is, he never says what his agenda is. I need to stand up for my man Willem and say my favorite film of the year was The Florida Project. This is also kind of has hometown advantage. I'm from Florida. Doesn't make Florida look good, but it's still a great movie. This is a film about a mother and a child who are pretty much homeless, except they can rent a motel to live in. Wilm Lafoe is the manager of that hotel. It's a film directed by Sean Baker, who capitalizes on his potential from Tangerine into making this incredibly humanist take on poverty, on childhood, on the human humanity that you can find at the lowest places. The real star of the film is the child Mooney, played by Brooklyn Prince, who is seven years old and she's great. I don't think any of the best actress nominations has as many memorable lines as Brooklyn Prince has. Willem Dafoe, who's great, for a man who's usually plays like thuggish creeps, he's very human in the film. There's just a lot of humanity to it. I felt the most human and alive of any film in 2017. I recommend it highly. I think it has a very powerful ending too. The man who lives in here 
gets arrested a lot. These are the rooms we're not supposed to go in. But let's go anyway. Now, my worst film of the year does not have any of those qualities to it. My worst film, while I saved myself from watching all the well-known bad films, no snowman, no emoji movie, no flatliners. No death note. No death note. My worst film of the year was The Circle, starring Emma Watson, Tom Hanks, Patton Oswalt, John Boyega, the kid from Boyhood as a bad actor. Okay, so Emma Watson goes to evil Google slash Apple. It has Tom Hanks as evil Steve Jobs, but does nothing with that. It's jumbled. Most of the name actors are wasted. Eller Coltrane, who's the boyhood kid, is horrible in the film. It's really technophobic. It mixes its metaphors, and it comes to the worst sort of anti-climax ending imaginable. And it just ends up with the message that technology is evil, Silicon Valley is evil, go back to living in rocks. It's the film that I was the most mad at while I was watching, as Elliot can attest. You'd really expect something better. I feel like the writer must have had some kind of axe to grind or something. But now you get technology fucking killed boyhood guy. That's the thing. Spoiler alert if you ever wanted to watch this film after my description. Oh yeah, by the way, boyhood's an overrated movie. Deal with it. So those are our favorite and our least favorite films of 2017. Let's hope for more of the former and less of the latter in 2018. I'm Marco Carlotto. I am Elliot Kronzberg. I'm Marcus Galliano. This has been Fresh Films from North by Northwestern Audio. You can find us online at northbynorthwestern.com in the audio section or on Apple Podcasts.